Hello, and welcome to episode one of Bromcast MTG. Uh, this is a branch podcast of the original Bromcast uh, network. So we have the original Bromcast uh, podcast itself. This is the first branch podcast. There will be other podcasts going up, like gaming, uh, history, sports, but that will come at a later date. So if you're listening to this on the original Bromcast, that's great. This will be this first episode will be the only one going up on the original Bromcast. The all the rest will be going up on the Bromcast MTG channel. So if you enjoy this episode, go check us out on there. If you enjoy this episode as well, um, if you're on the MTG channel, go check out the original Bromcast. Each of the links will be in each other's descriptions. Um, so. How you doing? We got both Phil. Say hi, Phil. What's up, guys? And then we've got my boy Spencer here. What's up? So, we're, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about our MTG history, and then we're going right into fucking spoiler season here, because uh, we are right smack dab in the middle of it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my name's Garrett. I've been playing Magic since well, Fate Reforged. Like, right before Dragons of Tarkir came out. So that's what, like, seven years, I think? Six? Something like that. Well, something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I usually <laughs> play, like, mid-rangey control decks. Um, it, it, it varies between mid-range and control. I usually don't go for, like, ramp or aggro or anything. Though, my first deck was a black-white warrior's deck. Back, like I said, Fate Reforged. I still have fond memories of that thing. Uh, just the synergy <laughs> behind it. <laughs> um, I also have a solid, like, 25, maybe up to 30 commander decks at this point. Um <laughs> Among my favorites are Glenn, Voice of Reason, which is a blue and a white for a 1-3. has Skulk, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you draw cards equal to its power. Then there's Paco and Haldon, which are teamer commanders, um, teamer partner commanders. Uh, Haldon is two and a blue for a 1-4. You can cast, which just says you can cast spells that from exile that have fetch counters on them. Allow me to amend that. You can cast non-creature. You can play non-creature cards from exile that have fetch counters on them. And then Paco is three, a red and a green for a three-three. Has haste. Whenever it attacks, exile each player exiles the top card of their library, um, and for each non-creature card. You put a plus one, plus one counter on Paco. They exile with fetch counters on them, so that's where Haldon comes in. And Paco, I like to say, is the goodest boy. And then... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then my... What's probably my best commander deck is Nekusar. Nekusar oh, the Mind Razor, which... <laughs> if you're playing commander and you haven't gone against the Nekusar at this point... Congratulations. I, I, I both you still enjoy the format. <laughs> I both feel happy for you and sorry for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Those people still enjoy the format. <laughs> um, 
And one major magic fact about me is that I was in the um, Ether Revolt Grand Prix New Jersey 2016. Um, I was a feature match in that. Round one feature match against Matt Lindy, the 1998 world champion of magic. I was playing black, white, like mid-range control-ish, and he was playing the one of the biggest decks in the format at that time, Mardu Vehicles. Hate that deck. Hate it. <laughs> I still hate Heart of Fear into this day. <laughs> Which is convenient because we're getting back. more vehicles in this set. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> the flashbacks. The, the, the only card I really hate from like the Mardu vehicles days is just fucking Avacyn. That stupid yeah. five mana flash creature. Reason I hate <laughs> it is game three against um him. I was like I was on the back foot and I had no cards in hand. And the only card that would have a chance to save me is Fumigate. I top deck Fumigate the turn before I would lose. I play it, and I'm, like, feeling so hype. And then he just drops Avacyn and makes all his creatures indestructible. <laughs> it was oh my God. such a feel-bad moment. I remember watching your feature match um, on, like, YouTube or Twitch, I think it was, after, like... Maybe two days after. And I was like, man, okay, he needs a board. Oh my god, he top decked it. And then I saw at five minutes, I'm like, uh oh, no, Garrett, I'll just leave the table now. Oh god. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's like it's like that scene where he's like, it's a, he needs a lightning here. He looks, it's a lightning helix. Oh my god. But instead, he would have the carousel. Lightning helix. <laughs> oh, and it happens. Oh my god. And oh, what's that in his head? It's a cancel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just Pencil. destroyed by the worst counter spell in magic. Yeah. Hey, 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 it's Bioblown Standard. I swear to God, Phil. <laughs> Shut oh your dumb ass up. Okay, there are worse counter spells, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, like, the there most is... like, do nothing counter spell. There's a, um. It's from, um. Return to Ravnica or Guild Guild Pact? I believe one of those. No, I'm sorry, Dragon's Maze. Well, well is it is three and a blue, and it counters a non-creature spell and draws a card. That's it. Well, there's also Disperse, which is four mana for the same effect as Cancelled. Two generic and double blue for counter spell. That's all it does? Oh, yeah. Counter draw, yeah. right? No, 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 it's just counter spell. It's just counter. Oh. Does it at least exile? Oh, no. Just oh. it's just a four mana counter spell. Oh. That's, with no upside. So that, that's rather unfortunate. One of my favorite like uh common counter spells, if you can remember in recent history, was um it was the one, it was two and two blue. Um it's counter and exile a spell and you shuffle in four cards from your graveyard. Oh yeah. Oh, to do with yeah, investigation. Yeah. Something investigation. Yeah, I, I don't remember what yeah. it is. I just remember thinking like if you can mill yourself out, you can just counter a spell every turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which like I would just put two in my, my sealed deck and I'd just be like, 
if we're going a long game, you're just gonna dick out. Like you're just gonna have to stop casting spells. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, no, no. You can't have any fun. Like at that point, oh. you literally have unlimited cards in your deck. Yeah. Yeah. Devious cover up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I literally just remembered. That was from uh, yeah. what? Uh, Ravnica Allegiance or whatever. Yeah, and Innistrad um, Midnight Hunt, I believe. They reprinted oh, it. Midnight? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I oh yeah, they about did. That. Yeah, I had one in my draft deck, and I because it was really good in that format because you could exile uh, cards that you can return from the graveyard. Yeah. With the spirit abilities, yeah. But um. All right, yeah, Spencer. That, that whole draft format was good. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your magic career? All right. Well, I'm Spencer, and uh. I'm a big control player, and a lot of people hate that because, I mean, you know, control is not the most fun deck to play against. As as you two may know, playing versus me through many years, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember I played against um, Phil one day, and I played a regular a regular deck, and I had a sideboard of thirteen counter spells, and I brought in every single one. <laughs> and I remember Phil resolved the spell on turn two, and the and game ended ten turns later around, and he never resolved another spell. What and format playing, was this, and when? You, that was standard. It was standard. He was playing some mid range deck, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever. And I was playing. I think I was playing like I think I was playing like green red energy or something. So like whatever. Yeah. I was on the beats game one. Game one, I won, like, no problem. Whatever. And we go to sideboard, and I'm like, all right, so turn two, I went long test cub. And Spencer's like, okay, resolves. I was like, all right, great. Uh, next turn, he played, like, one of his dorky creatures, so I went harness lightning, and he goes, negate. I'm like, all right. And then next turn, or Storm played... Chaser Mage, that's what it was. Yeah, Storm, yeah, <laughs> oh, storm Chaser Mage. That was and then. then... <laughs> and then, and then next turn I I went like bristling hydra, and then it was like I forget even what counter spell it was, but I don't think I never resolved another. Nope. <laughs> I did one and two a turn over and over until you died. <laughs> oh, and then you and but... then you had like then you had some kill spell for my long test cub too, so I yeah. couldn't even get on the beats with that thing. Yeah. But Sounds yeah, like otherwise feel bad. <laughs> oh yeah, it wasn't a good day for me. <laughs> Yeah, I used to play that, standard a lot, and um, yeah, back in back in the old days of yeah, like we were saying, long tusk cub and storm chaser mage. And I wouldn't um, call those good old days. <laughs> <laughs> I call better them. I call, I, I call them better old days. Yeah, right. Four color Sahili was bullshit. Oh, oh my god! Do you oh. remember Marvel? Oh, Dude, I never really had to Dude. play against. Marvel too much. Do you I remember... barely did, but like when you did, you... it just felt like cheating. Do you remember all of all of Zendikar standard? And we thought that's how that that was how broken the format could get. And then Wizards oh, was that was... Nissa nonsense? Yeah, Nissa and oh Gideon God. and Gideon ally Zendikar. Uh, like the one, oh, one we that thought Zendikar. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant the new one with the the mana doubler Nissa. No. Yeah. No, oh, the Nissa that makes B plants, right? Yeah, BFZ and and Gideon oh allies God. and the Garnoth of the Gatewatch and stuff. And we thought that's how broken the format could get. And now, and then Wizards was like, no, just kidding. The power level wasn't high enough. 
And then bring yeah. Coco. Like, the fact that, like, the best green card back then, like, the best green green deck was, like, uh, a collector company with, like, plus one, plus one counters. Well, green, white, human deck. <laughs> with, like, hardened, with, like, hardened yeah. skills and stuff. Yeah. And, like, uh, Deathmiss Raptor. Yes. And, and oh, flash- fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah. Flash forward, okay. We're, we're in a, let's say, year and a half ago. And standard consists of mono red decks that are splashing green and blue for Oko. Uh, we have Thoreau. We have Omnath. Oh. Um, the stupid wolf even was good. The, um, the food wolf. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Essex's chariot oh, yeah. or whatever. It was oh, like Quilled God, Wolf or something, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was super scared when I saw Coma. This is right after all the green blue stuff got banned. And I was like, oh my god, Coma's gonna be broken. And it wasn't, but yeah. Well yeah, because they literally they literally banned almost every good green card out of standard. Yeah. And and that's the other thing. They don't play test these sets anymore and they just drop the ban hammer within the first couple months after they kill the format even more. No. Yeah. But um yeah. Yeah. Just like I was saying. I used to play standard. I will. I will highlight. I play standard on arena here and there, but um, not obviously really paper anymore. Yeah, no, I don't put yeah. any money into standard anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And then I play modern. That's probably my biggest format. And um, my favorite deck, in fact, is Jeskai Control. That's like my my thing. Is just Jeskai this, Jeskai that. I made a whole Jeskai cube actually, but I love limited. And but yeah, for modern, I don't even know how many years I've been playing Jeskai Control. Um, Literally since I met you, pretty much. Although yeah. no, when I first met you, you were playing Eldrazi Tron. Oh my god, I used to play Tron. You played wow. Tron, and and then you played Scapeshift. Ugh, those. I think there was the one time I borrowed Tron from you, and you were playing Platinum Angel and. Uh, that deck, and I went against um, Zach when he was playing Boggles, and I drop a Platinum oh. Angel, <laughs> and the game ends twenty to zero. I was at zero, he was at twenty, and I won. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. You know, I get punished. <laughs> what? But yeah, sometimes the Boggles player actually has to get punished. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. Um, of recent, Legacy has been a really fun format for me. Uh, I've been playing that top forward, Legacy one K and top eight of the two K actually. So, oh nice, good. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been really fun. Uh, I play blue control and pretty much everything I can, and sort of like Garrett, I have a lot of commander decks. Probably not as much as he does. I, I, I sort of decommissioned some of them. But um, my favorite commander deck at the moment, let's see, is it would have to be... I have a super janky Reaper King commander deck I haven't played in a while. It's Changelings. So I have all the 
weird <laughs> alien looking people in there. Oh, that's the stinky way to play Reaper King. If you're playing Reaper <laughs> King, go with the Scarecrows. <laughs> what, all like six of them? Yeah. <laughs> I'll like the horrible Scarecrows. Do it. Yeah. Oh, fucking play, pussy. Play the six Scarecrows and, la- and the rest lands. Yeah, no, right? no, no multicolor lands, just basics. And no, and nothing, no rolling wilds, no nothing. No, he can yeah. play whatever lands and like non-creature spells he wants, but all the creatures need to be Scarecrows or things that no, help no, Scarecrows. No. If you're gonna go all in on scarecrows, you only play scare. You only play those six scarecrows. Can I play Springjack Pasture? Why Springjack Pasture? Land. It's the best land, bro. <laughs> Make like two goats. Eventually, sack them to generate two mana. Yeah. No, Fucking stonks right there. Your farm. What? Scarecrows, what? Scarecrows look over your farm, right? To keep the birds away. On the farm. Oh yeah. You have a spring jack <laughs> yeah, you can play like things that reference farming. Yeah. Like so swords, the plowshares. Swords, yeah, oh, I was gonna say. Yeah. Swords. Um. Oh, the plow. The plow that's in standard. The, with the fucking ox. No, no, the 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 plow vehicle, the true thing. Yeah. Like you attack, you make three white. Yeah. And the other ox. Oh, you can play bartered cow. Oh yeah. All right, Spencer, you need to do this now. You need I to think make I an. Have to. Yeah, you need to make an on theme Reaper King deck. Farming, <laughs> farming, farm Just tribal, farming simulator twenty twenty two. Oh my god! <laughs> I can play. What other awful goat cards are there? Oh, can Wolstrider be in there? It makes a goat. No, no, that no. kills goats. It's a little off theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the plow, the ox, oh, yoked ox, the, oh, the yeah, one white over four. Yeah. Uh, how, how do we win? Uh, flavor? Emergency. Uh, Just emergency because you lose, powers? it doesn't mean you don't Charlie. win. Or, or, um, wait, what's, what, wait, what's, so uh, what? Emergency powers? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> It turns all your def- it turns all your defenders into uh, creatures. That's not, what, that's not what that does. Yeah, emergency powers is a seven mana s- instant. Wait, oh wait a minute, wait wait wait. The wait, wheel. Wait. <laughs> I'm thinking of the clear wrong card. Now I'm just imagining like a fucking animal farm scenario where like the animals generate like a hierarchy. <laughs> Oh my god. I was just thinking of playing the freaking powers card and just putting in the permanent to just be yoked ox and everybody's like, dude, what the heck? Oh my ultimate, god. Ultimate power room. No, actually, because none of those are defenders. You need something like Quatley that turns uh, that creatures deal damage because yeah, of their tough. He's not on the farm, though. Yeah, Quatley's this warrior. Yeah. Oh, you can play the the god, the green white god. Oh, uh, Karametra, god of the harvest. Yeah. You can play. Sort of hearth and home, sort of fits in, right? Yeah, kind of. You know, you think of like a farm. You think of like kind of a cabin, homey. Yeah. There's literally a card called farm. Farm and market. What? The after the blue white aftermath card from uh, Hour of oh. Devastation. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Oh, we can play Honden of Fruitful Harvest. 
All right, we're getting yeah. a little off topic. <laughs> yeah. All right, Phil, All right. let's hear yeah, about so, your Magic so, career. So I've been playing Magic since Origins. Origins was my first pre-release. Hell yeah. Um, I was, it was a two-headed giant with Garrett. Uh, it was, we were Nowergy in the pack. <laughs> oh, the memories. <laughs> oh, my God, I haven't heard that in forever. Like, we sit down... And the person who's organizing the event asks us what our team name will be. And I just look up and I'm like, yo, Mowergy in the pack. <laughs> those, were, those were the good old days right there. Yeah, he looked both yeah. like disappointed and um, yeah. not impressed. Proud. <laughs> disappointed and proud. <laughs> uh, Spencer, what was your team name in that event? Was it, wasn't it like... You were, uh, you were with John, Cappy weren't Chubba you? Bear? I think I was with John. Yeah, so it would have been Cap. That was Chubba my first, first pre-release also, the Origins. Yeah. I, it was something something like that. Some fusion. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah. uh, so I mainly... I like to play combo decks. Um, I have one commander right now. It's... Uh, Driver, Weatherlight Captain, two, uh, two generic and a blue and red. It says whenever you cast a historic spell, draw a card. So that's an oh, artifact God. or a legendary creature. So the whole deck or a saga. Is just or a saga. Um, it was literally just artifact storm. So I the way I win is either using I just get a bunch of artifacts on the field and turn them all into creatures and swing, or I use a card called Aetherflux Reservoir, which is four mana artifact, and says whenever I cast for each spell that I've cast this turn, I gain life equal to the number of spells I've cast that turn. So if I cast, for every spell I cast, I gain the amount of life equal to the number of spells I've cast that turn. So I just gain a bunch of life, and then it has another effect where I pay 50 life, and I deal 50 damage to target player. So it's kind of like the Death Star laser, we call it. Well, technically it's any target, so you could just, like, shoot down a creature. Like Hammer of Dawn. (laughs) You can kill my spring jack pasture token. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be the ultimate. Problem. I could. It's just like, all right, I gained fifty life. All right, so I'm gonna pay fifty and shoot your yoke dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him indestructible. <laughs> yeah. And then I have, and then I have a card combo in that deck. Uh, it's uh, Mycosynth Lattice, which turns all cards on the field and in hands into artifacts. And then the Planeswalker Karn, the Great Creator, which has a uh, intrinsic ability, which is just uh, stony all, silence. Activate, <laughs> yeah, stony silence. Activated abilities of artifacts, your opponent's control cannot be activated. So basically, I turn their lands and artifacts, and then they can't activate Man. their lands for mana. So they play lattice lock play and commander. Oh um, yeah, fucking that feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing against somebody. I play ninety percent of the time. I'm playing against Garrett. He plays Nekusar. Yeah, Garrett is a lame boy. Well, I, I, only, <laughs> I only play Nekusar like once or twice a night when we play. Yeah, because it gets boring after two games of you. Com- Although every time I pilot Nekusar, I can never combo off. No matter how good of a hand I start off with, I always just run out of gas. Yeah. Sometimes that just happens to those decks. Yeah. yeah. But it's like every time I pilot it, it's like I just can't, I can never get go off of it. And then I hand it back to Garrett, and he just goes combo off of like turn two. Yeah. I, I need, either need more wheels or more tutors. 
<laughs> both, both. <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite type of card is extra turn spells. I love extra turn spells. Um, if I could afford a time walk, I would probably buy a time walk, but I can't afford a time walk, so I will not be buying a time walk. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's always time warp. Yeah, it, it, yeah, but it's not two mana. No. <laughs> it's five have, mana, though. You have Brawl and two Goblin Electromancers out. There you go. Mirror Box <laughs> and no. three Brawls. There you go. go. Speaking of, let's get Uh, right into it. Phil, you get first card. Uh, All right. So the first card I want to talk about going off my Jordan deck is going to be the new Jingitaxis progress type. I literally set you up for mirror box. (laughs) (laughs) Like Spencer realized that. And the fact that you started talking about (laughs) Jingitaxis. I completely forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot. I just... <sighs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's backpedal oh there God. for let's backpedal there for a second. The first card I want to talk about on my list is Mirror Box. Which is a new artifact from the new set. We're going back to Kamigawa. Which you either love it or hate it. I never played original Kamigawa, so I, I really, I, I don't know. Set looks pretty fire so far. Um, Mirror Box is a three mana artifact that says the legend rule doesn't apply to permanents I control. Uh, each legendary creature I control gets plus one, plus one. And each non-token creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each other creature you control with the same name as that creature. So, Mirrorbox is going to be an auto-include for Joy, Enjoy Earth for me because I have a lot of artifact copy spells, and most of the time I can only copy non-legendary artifacts. But if I have that out on the field, I can copy legendary artifacts like... Uh, I can't think of it right now. Uh, literally was talking about it before. Etherworks Marvel. Resu- Etherworks Marvel. Or... Uh, oh, jeez. That's... That's stupid. <laughs> uh, Gonti's uh, Aetherheart as well. Gonti's oh. Aetherheart? You can copy Mox Amber. Mox... Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Spend a six-mana or... sorcery to copy a zero-mana spell. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or Planar Bridge. Yeah. I forgot um, about that card. Unfortunately, the main card I was immediately thinking of when I saw this card, which was... Uh, Paradox Engine is banned in Commander because yeah. for good you, fucking reason. Why would you <laughs> yeah. copy Planner Bridge if it's eight mana to use? Well, we <laughs> to be I fair, he does. Of, uh, Sorry, I, I have a bunch of mana uh, effect uh, effect um, cost reducing abilities. Oh, yeah. Plus, he, especially with like especially with like the new Tezzeret and stuff. Plus, it's an artifact deck, so it generates like obscene amounts of mana. Yeah, yeah and it's fair. Yeah, but if something like imagine like if uh, Paradox Engine wasn't banned and you had like three Paradox Engines, imagine how much mana you can generate oh like my that. Lord. That's why it is banned. You can generate <laughs> yeah. enough mana with one. 
<laughs> you know that card should be banned because um, I played it on my turn two one day. Oh, I, said, oh, I, oh, I, I told the table, like, guys, I'm pretty sure I cannot win. I don't think I can win next turn. Or either the, the same turn or next turn. And I, lit- like, I literally top-decked the soul ring and, like, accidentally stumbled my way through it and said, I could probably win, but I messed it up, so whatever. But <laughs> you can accidentally win with that card. That's how how powerful that thing is. Yeah. If you have just, like, any draw outlet, you can just win on the spot pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Combos with, like, a piece of bread. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, Garrett. I think you got to put one of these in, um... What is it? Uh, Mono Red Commander. Neheb. Neheb, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Neheb the Eternal. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Just start making copies of Neheb. Jiggy Jiggy's legal in Commander, right? Yes, it is. Uh, you can't copy legendary creatures, actually. Never mind. Yeah. Splinter Twin. Splinter Twin, yeah. you're in a head. Every oh. turn. Oh, Splinter Twin, you're Kiki. Just make oh infinite God. copies of tapped Kiki. Well, yeah, but we well, also, you also... you also. Oh, wait, no. Kiki itself is wait, legendary. No. I'm a, di- yeah, I'm a yeah, fucking yeah. dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> it would combo with itself. <laughs> wait, no, yeah, you... No. 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 <laughs> well, Jared, you, already, you, you already run the Port Razor Helm of the Host combo in that deck. Wait, hold on. Garrett may make sense here. Wait. Will Mirror Gallery let you copy? No, it's a legend rule. Yeah. Because, like... Not not legendary, like, super tight. Right. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Kiki, like, you could just have a Kiki Commander deck. With impact tremors and then just kill the table. Oh, there are so be many crazy. better ways to do that, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but th- that's the whole reason you build it like that. that you- it's the inefficiency. Yeah, but red, red is like the combo color for commander. It seems like red and blue. Red, yeah, red, blue, or like red, black, or like sacrifice, and like reanimate that. Or just blue black with fucking um, Thoracle and was it consultation? Oh. oh, oh yeah, yeah, that just decks yourself, right? Yeah, decks yourself, and yeah. you just win the game off with a Thoracle. I think or you can you... do the same thing with um, Tanit Pack too. You're playing yeah. all one of Tanit Pack. Yeah. Well, and then you can win with like uh, was it Jace? Uh... Jace from New Ravnica, where he says if you were yeah. draw a card, you have no cards in your library, you win the game. Where you run like Laboratory Maniac or something. Yeah. Um, All right, yeah. Spencer, you want to get to next card? Yeah. So a card I am very interested to try out is the the new card. It is a white removal spell, and it is March of Otherworldly Light. It is one white and X. Instant, as an additional cost to cast a spell, you may exile any number of white cards from your hand. And it gives you plus two mana to the casting cost. So, for example, if you pay one white and exile one white card, X is two. And the thing it does is you get to exile an artifact, creature, or enchantment with mana value X or less. So, this is really interesting because a very popular card in modern right now is Prismatic Ending which 
does a similar thing, but um, it has an effect where I forget what the keyword is, but if you pay one white, you can exile a one cost non land permanent. Converge, really I believe. Yeah, thank you, thank you, yes. So this is a similar effect at instant speed because prismatic ending is sorcery. And I see this being used in maybe control decks. And the thing that makes this really good is Urza Saga is very prevalent right now. And for one white, you can exile Urza Saga on turn one or two if they play it, you know, because it's a zero cost um, enchantment. And uh, recently, Luris has been very popular in modern. So, I mean, everything is one and two costs. So, it's just a two mana removal spell for like most of the format. So, you know. The only reason I think Prismatic Ending is better than this is you can pl like reliably play Prismatic Ending on curve without two for running yourself. Yeah. So like yeah. if if they play a one one, you can just like like let's say you're on the um on the draw, and they play a one one on their first turn, or like a um, oh uh, an ether vial or something. You can just yeah. turn one Prismatic Ending that ether vial. In order yeah. to turn one March of the Otherworldly Light, that Ether Vial, you need to ex what exile a card? Yeah, exile a white, a white specific card. card from your hand. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. The way I see this, I can be, I can see this being played in conjunction with uh, ending. So, for example, in Legacy, a lot you see four Swords of Flashes and four Prismatic Ending in decks, and the old spell in Modern was Path to Exile. Path of the Exile kind of got kicked out when Ragvan came in, especially because you don't want to like give your opponent a land on turn one. So I think that you can run four endings and maybe one or two copies of this. It's similar to Solitude, very popular modern card. And I feel like it's better than Solitude, though. I'd definitely just, say um, Solitude is just better, though. I mean, yeah, this you need to uh, like yeah, pump mana into. Yeah, I think Solitude because it's a creature also. Yeah, and you can get on the beach if you actually blink it. Do with it. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it can, like, right. let's say someone's, like, ramping out or, like, does some stupid shit that gets a big creature out first. Like, um, that the uh, non legendary uh, reanimation deck. Persist, uh, persist. Yeah, the, that, yes. that deck. Um, yeah. Let's say they get that. What is it? A six six, the new six six. I forget what it's called. It's like an archon of cruelty. Yeah, they play. They get like a two turn two archon of cruelty out. You're not hitting that with the march of otherworldly light. No, no. If you do, you're fucking down to like one or two cards. Yeah, and, and, and you that, can hit it with solitude a, though. Yeah, and you're on such a big back foot at that point if you do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where, I really, where I really see this coming into play is um, some some people actually do play Jeskai like me, and we play Lightning Bolt in our deck. And I can see decks moving away from Lightning Bolt and just going to Blue-White Control with March, and then you can play Prismatic Ending. So you sort of get to like make your mana better, you can cut off red. And... Yeah, but don't... Well, Prismatic yeah, Ending likes the red. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, if you just like want to like fetch less, I guess. What else? Blue do you... Light is like 
What else do you get from Reddit in Jeskai? Super popular, so. Uh, the Red and Jessica, yeah, it does make prismatic ending better, but um, some people just like leaving red behind, just staying blue-white. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it probably give, gives you better consistency, more options at that point. Yeah. And also, blue and white. Also got the Ragavans in the side, which yeah. Ragavan oh, yeah. was not banned from Modern. No. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe soon to be. Maybe. <laughs> I sh- so I'm not too like um, I'm not too up to date with like the um, or rather I'm not too experienced with the uh, what's it called Um, like legacy and vintage why is fire and ice always played in legacy you're saying yeah like in the uh, eternal formats oh um or well now in modern I guess for right now, I actually haven't seen Fire and Ice really at all. Um, I can see Fire and Ice more in Vintage, but for Legacy right now, with the introduction of Prismatic Ending and um, Unholy Heat, some people play, like, there's really no place for it. But in Vintage, like, I've actually wondered the same thing. Like, some cards, like, that seem they're bad actually see play in Vintage for some <laughs> But... I think like just the random just tapping lands and people's upkeeps is just kind of cool. And there's one cool interaction with Urza Saga. The way the sagas work, their triggers go on the stack. And if you tap, if you ice an Urza Saga before they can make a construct, they pretty much lose the turn worth of the activation, which is nice. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Um, I'll get next card, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about Invoke Calamity. Oh. One Ooh. and four red for an instant. You may cast up to two instant and or sorcery spells with total mana value <laughs> six or less from your graveyard and or hand without paying their mana costs. Those spells will be put into your graveyard. Exile them instead. Uh, exile invoke calamity. Yeah, that's so, a Nekusar card right there. Um, I don't know if it's a Nekusar card. I think one like very notable interaction is I was hearing that this can actually cast adventures. Yes, it can because because you don't have oh, to declare geez. you don't actually have to declare the card what the cards are as you cast the spell. You don't actually have to physically target a card in your hand or your graveyard. Um, so it's, you get to choose whatever you want to cast after the spell resolves. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure it still looks at, wait. No, so this card, uh, does the CMC count both the adventure part and the creature part? No. No, it would just count, it would just count whatever the adventure costs. So you could just, like end up casting like two stomps from your graveyard just out of nowhere yeah Yeah. oh geez that's even better than i thought wow yeah so the thing is with adventures i know this because i wanted to try this in modern if you have kess which is uh blue red and a black and one or 
three four in the air, I believe. And it says you can play an instant from your graveyard. Oh yeah. Or sorcery, and when when you cast it, like it gets exiled. You can actually play the adventure spells, and then they'll go to the adventure zone. That's bullshit. And then you, and then you can and yeah. then you can ca- can you cast a creature? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess you can because they're technically on an adventure. It's 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 actually crazy how the adventure rule kind of overchecks certain cards. That's so efficient. I know, yeah. Like, Mm. if it's just, like, two colors, like, blue-red or something, uh, let's say, like, an historic or something, I could definitely see that scene play, especially since it's an instant. Um, Plus, you could just cast, like, a... um, like a board wipe and then a draw spell or something at instant yeah. speed. Oh, you can do this targeting time warp. Yeah, you could do a ta- targeting time warp. Time warp and like a ponder. <laughs> Not ponder. Opt. Yeah. Hmm. Now, can if... you can you target other stuff like um like um, ancestral recall or anything that like any of the suspense, um, any of the suspense spells. Probably not. No. Um, oh shit! You can because because they have a total it, mana cost of less than six. No, so it says you may cast. You can't cast those spells with or but with, without paying their mana cost. No, I think the thing is they don't have mana cost. That's why. Well, the total mana value, like the CMC, is zero. Yeah. But you, it, it's like an alternate cast of them, because like you, you well, can no. like crashing footfalls with uh, Cascade. It's yeah. the same thing. Oh yeah, you're probably right, actually. So you could cast. Oh my gosh. Like four rhinos. Oh. I feel yeah. like there's definitely yeah. more degenerate shit you can do with that. Like do two um, ancestrals draw six. Like just yeah. bribe two creatures from their deck or something. Yeah. The interesting thing is if if one of these gets countered, you can invoke calamity, another calamity and a one drop, and then calamity two other things. That is an interesting interaction. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. But... Yeah. Alright, so back to Phil with the next card. Uh I guess now we'll talk about uh Jenga Texas progress tyrant. Alright. Uh so it's uh five mi- a five in double blue. Whenever you cast an in- artifact instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for that copy. This ability only triggers once per turn. Uh, whenever an opponent casts an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, counter that spell. This ability only triggers once each turn. He's a 5-5 legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. Now, another, it's another card from this set that's going to be an auto-glue in Joyra. Um, because just copying artifacts on cast is kind of bonkers. Um, I, yeah, I understand that the trigger only happens once each turn. But if I cast something like an Aether Flux Reservoir as my first artifact in the turn, I get two of them, which immediately doubles the amount of life I gain, which 
gets me to that 50 even quicker and uh, allows me to uh, win the game a little faster. Also, just the, I can slow my opponents down cat on them casting like a counter spell. They have to consider if they have the mana or they have two counter spells in hand because the, whatever they cast first is going to get countered no matter what, unless it has cannot be countered. So uh, it's, I think a lot of bonker stuff can get done with this card. Also, the fact that it copies an instant or sorcery as well is even better and a lot more versatile. So if I cast like an extra turn spell or something like I get that copied. Plus like you could I just cast, wow. Plus you could just silence the opponent. Yeah. It's like you better cast a creature cuz nothing else is getting through. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this card looks card or you, actually look kind of insane. Or you know you cast like expropriate or something and you get another expropriate for free. I would just leave that game. Yeah. That 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 that's uh, that just sounds brutal. Expropriate is some type of card. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember I I played Expropriate with Hive Mind out one day. Oh god. Oh. With what card? Oh. Hive Mind. So everybody oh. gets one. Oh jeez. <laughs> we literally had to write the turn order on a piece of paper. God damn it. It, it was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. Where uh, what could you see this card doing separately from Commander Spell? Really, anything or no? Uh, I he really just looks like a Commander card to be honest. Oh I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't. He's just too expensive to put anywhere else, and yeah. with no protection other than the single counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Plus, he just. Something that's notable for Commander is that, let's say someone has a removal spell. Someone else can cast, like, a pump spell on their creature, and then that wipes away the entire counter so that someone else can get a, their counter, their removal spell through. Oh, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. say triggers once per player. It says it triggers once player. each turn in general. Yeah. Right. That is a good call. Yeah, um, but in, in, on 1v1 games, it's it's pretty much just a silence for your opponent. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. See, when I first read the card, I thought it was for each opponent, and I'm like, man, that can be kind of oppressive. Kind of yeah, stinky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Like, I see a lot of promise with, like, going back to, like, Mirror Box or something. Like, like that with mirror box is just seems pretty good, just because it auto copies something. So if I play like a legendary artifact or something, it just copies it immediately from mirror box. Also, funny enough, it'll co it'll copy mirror box as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. I didn't even think about this card with mirror box and having multiples. Wow, that's that's kind of crazy. Man. You can you can play Jenka Texas and then get two with Mirror Box. Or wait, no, that's not how that works. No, no. No. Never mind. <laughs> no, you but you would get two mirror boxes, so you would get you get you would get extra buffs for your legendary creatures and stuff. Yeah, you're right. But I mean I run I run stuff like um uh so he, uh 
Sublime, no, Sahili's Artistry, where oh, okay. where that copies a creature and an artifact. So like I could copy Jenga Taxis, and I could copy Jenga Taxis again, because it would because Jenga Taxis <laughs> would copy the spell. Oh my god! Plus, you could just target both of the things at Jenga Taxis, because you can copy both an artifact and a creature. Jenga Taxis is I... an artifact creature, right? No, no, he's a Phyrexian Prey. But I I he's not a, an artifact but, creature? No, but I he, he turns no. shit into artifact. What the fuck? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But if I have uh, Mycosis Lattice on the field, then... Okay, there you go, there you go. <laughs> All right. I actually thought he was an artifact creature, too. Oh, my God, that'd be so... Oh, but if it's I have... Metal. It makes so no broken. sense that he's not an artifact creature. Like, what the hell? I mean, to be honest, do you want people to goblin wells with this in on turn two, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, look. Turn one goblin welder, okay? Turn two, faithless looting, pitch Jin, weld back Jin, and then play jeweled lotus, and it doubles. And then you can play your seven mana commander. Which, yeah. You can put Bosch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you can, and then you can set Jenga taxes to Bosch and just zot something for seven. Uh, what, I feel like that's the that? worst like play you can make with Jinkataxius. <laughs> There's like two Boshes. Like you can already activate Bosh multiple times in a turn, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, here, fine. You can do. Uh, I don't even know, but yeah, <laughs> something like that. Plus, Bosh is eight mana, so yeah, oh, yeah. ring too. Remember when you used to play like Bosch, Bosch stacks? Oh my God, mono red, mono red stacks with Bosch, and I believe Paradox Engine, like we were speaking yeah. earlier, was in that deck when it wasn't banned. Yeah. So that deck would just go infinite and then shoot the whole table. And literally, only you could play the game because nobody else. Yep. Because everybody <laughs> else had like smoke stacks and winter orb out, and they yeah. couldn't untap oh. anything. So Winter Orb, the memories. Oh my god, I was like the Winter Orb guy. No, longer. now I'm the Winter the Orb door. guy. I'm the one yeah. who plays DNT. No, <laughs> no, um, you were, um, you were very much the Tangle Wire guy more. Oh my god, I still have that foil one or the From the Vault. Yeah, same. I I love that card. That card's great. I hate that card. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, hey, everybody, let's just skip our, like, skip from turn three to turn seven, and now we can play. So, is, <laughs> is Tezzeret just getting these Praetors onto these other planes just to stir up chaos? Probably. Because, like, Tezzeret has know. the Planar Bridge in his chest, and he's seen on this plane. He has a Planeswalker card on this plane. Speaking of Phil, would you like to go into the next card? Ah, yes, Tezzeret. Oh, well, he Every... figured it out this time. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's everybody's favorite artificer back after, uh, after, oh, what was the last set he was bringing? Was what, M20? Uh, it was Tezzeret Artifice Master or whatever? M, yeah, M, M20 or M19 or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was whatever, some core set. Um, but this time he has an uh, intrinsic ability. The first act, uh, he costs two, uh, two blue and two. 
And he says the first activated ability of an artifact you activate each turn costs two less to activate. So say you have like um uh I'm trying to think here. What's a good artifact with an activated ability? Uh planar bridge. Planar bridge, oh, yeah. Planar bridge. So planar so planar bridge costs six to activate or eight to activate. It would then cost six. Fucking yeah. stonks um, right there. Yeah, there you go. Um, then he's got a plus one, draw two cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an artifact card. So that's basically... Um, what is that card? Three mana, draw two cards unless you discard an artifact card. Catalog. Or... Yeah, catalog or... Thirst uh... for Knowledge is three cards. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, I feel like... it's that really bad one from Origins, actually. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I forgot about that card. <laughs> um, then he has a negative two target artifact becomes an artifact creature. If it's a vehicle, it has base power. If it isn't a vehicle, it has base power and toughness four four. So if the if it's a vehicle and you neg to him, it just crews the vehicle without actually having to crew it. So it just turns it into a creature. Um, and if it's just a regular artifact, it turns it into a four four. And then you have Neg Six. His ultimate oh. is you get an emblem with whenever an artifact you control becomes tapped, you draw a card. So basically, whenever you tap your Soul Ring for mana, you draw a card. Whenever you activate your Planar Bridge, you draw a card. Uh, whenever you swing with an artifact creature, you draw a card. When so can you, you can uh, Basalt Monolith tap and pay for itself and draw your deck, right? No, because he only his uh, it's only the first activated ability, so you can only do it once. Yeah, but Monolith is pay three, untap it, and it makes three. So you just pay untap yeah, and untap. He, he's talking oh, about the ult. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, you can just pick your deck up. <laughs> wow, that's oh crazy. That's kind of good. Hmm. And this then, definitely has a place in Commander, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd say. I'd say that, yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking of was, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Urza, Lord High Artificer. Oh, uh, when you can, where you can tap all your artifacts for blue mana. Oh, so, yeah, you're right. So it turns all your artifacts into what is it? Uh, Mox Di- uh, Mox Diamonds Mox or whatever. Sapphires. Mox Sapphires, yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, this Which, with the the artifact lands that are indestructible, to make you can make them creatures, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, what was that card from Origins? Two mana turns uh, turns uh, uh, the, the artifact into a five five. Yeah, the insole artifact. Insole. Uh, insole yeah, artifact. Yeah, yeah. When people would go insole artifact on a dark steel forge or yeah. dark steel citadel in standard. And I'm sitting there playing like my base jank pre-built deck. This is when I first started playing standard. Went back when Origins came out, and people were playing the Insolithopter deck. Okay, that was actually broken though. Yeah, that was like, kind of dumb. Just Garrett, think you... about then and now. <laughs> Garrett, your like... brother used to play that deck too. <laughs> oh yeah, I I remember distinctively your brother beating me with that deck. Guys, do you remember Shrapnel Blast? Oh god. Yes. Basically oh. just a red and soul artifact, just that instant speed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, alright, artifact. 
We must part ways. Chuck shit in somebody's face. <laughs> Sorry, little ornithopter. Your time has come. Why would you? You are a bomb. It was it CMC or was it? No, it, it was just like sack the old deal five, I think. Yeah, oh, any the, artifact. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I thought yeah. I, I I don't know. I thought for whatever reason it was CMC, and I'm like. Why would you throw an ornithopter at somebody's oh, faces? No. Like pe- people would, people would swing for like ten with two ornithopters and then shrapnel blast both of them, just to deal the other ten. So was it tra- Wasn't shrapnel blast like two mana or something? It was, like it was yeah. two mana. Stupid. It was like something stupid cheap. Yeah. That deck was so good. Done. All right. So. Back when, like, Jay's friend's prodigy was, like, stupid busted, too. Yeah. Spencer, would you like to set up the next card? Called Secluded Courtyard. Secluded Court... Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of the slightly, like, subtle good cards in this, I feel. It's an uncommon. Uh, it's just land. When it enters the battlefield... Creature type. Taps for colorless. And the second ability is add one mana of any color. And you can spend this mana to cast a creature spell of the chosen type or use an ability of the chosen type. Mainly, strictly an upgrade to unclaimed territory, which is just casting, not using the abilities. So it's really like a subtle thing. Um, it's just an upgrade. I'm not even sure what. Tribal things use abilities, but maybe some elves in particular. And even really in just Commander, you just get two of these lands now. So, what do you guys think, though? Ryan can use this in his green-red elves deck, because now he can, like, activate um, Azuri and stuff with it. Oh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. Plus, it's just a green-red land. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, like, a good quality of life change, you know? For just these, like, random decks out there that play with, like, cards like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good for, like, any tribal deck. Yeah. And mainly, in humans, it lets them cut one of probably their, honestly, worst lands, which is Ancient Ziggurat, which does pretty much the same thing. It's any color mana for creature spells, but it doesn't have for a minute itself. So, like, you can't play Aether uh, Vile. Off of Ziggurat, so you, you, have, you, had, you had to have Ziggurat yeah. in another land in order yeah, exactly. to do anything with it. Plus, it's another alternative to Cavernous Souls if you don't want to drop all that money. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> it's even the same color. It's even the same color as Cavernous Souls. It's gold. Oh yeah. Well, most <laughs> yeah. of the uh, five color lands are Phil. <laughs> I was gonna let Phil have that one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if one of you guys would call me on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I fully believe that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh, man. But, yeah, literally, like, it's there's not really much to say about this card, honestly, except that it's just an upgrade. And when I see cards that are just random upgrades, I'm just like, man, that's actually pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, uh... Let's hear your next card, Garrett. Um, next card I'll go to... Let's see. 
Let's go with Hotshot Mechanic. It's one white for 2-1. It's a uh, artifact creature, a fox pilot, and it crews vehicles as though its power were two greater. So a one drop that can crew for four. At, oh, at instance B2, because crewing isn't, it doesn't affect so many sickness, isn't affected by so many sickness. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's really oh, this good. Card. It, it can, um, that... it can crew Heart of Kieran. Like, uh, just no, itself. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. You're going to use sensor flashbacks. <laughs> Why am I seeing flashing colors around the room? Like, I feel um, like could... a white-red Legends deck that has, like, Heart of Kieran, maybe, like, a few um, uh, uh, Gideons, and, like, this and stuff. I feel like that could be, um, like, not bad. Because I know I said talk about no leaks, but there's one specific one that I do kind of want to just mention. Um, there's Eganjo Seat of the Empire, which is the white legendary land, the channel land. Um, it's two and a white. Discard it um, to deal four damage to target attacking or blocking creature, but it costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. Oh boy! Oh, so yeah, like maybe drop like turn one play I um a Kithian, turn two Heart of Kieran, turn three maybe a two drop like an Athalia and a Hotshot mechanic. You can crew the um the heart of Kieran without even having a planeswalker out yet and swing for six right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Plus I, that I land. Hear, I can see that being good. And yeah. the other thing that I, that I see him really being good in is limited. Like, Oh yeah. Like I feel like in sealed, like you got the surge hacker mech or whatever you play that the one turn. And then the next turn you drop in a hotshot mechanic, you can crew it immediately. You got a five five mana swinging in, and you don't really have to deal, you don't have to get rid of any other creatures that could attack that turn. Plus, there's the obvious obvious option of just like mono white weenies. It's a white two one, one white yeah. for a two one. So it's so, aggressive in itself as well. Yeah, it's just like a good creature. And also, so. and also, it's an artifact too, so it plays with all the other artifacts energy that's in the set. Yeah. It also is a fox pilot, which I just gotta say is cool. I don't know. <laughs> that that is a pretty cool thing. Like, I I I played Filigree Familiar when it was in standard. Granted, I was playing oh, a um, Granted, I was playing a fucking Panharmonicon deck, but we actually got a strictly better Filigree Familiar. Uh, Circuit Mender is three mana for two three. It's an insect. Which is kind of disgusting, but it, it is a 2-3, enters the battlefield, gain 2 life. When it leaves the battlefield, draw a card. Oh, so it's oh. Just, oh, wow, it's a 2-3. Yeah. Filigree Familiar was only a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Granted, I don't I think this will see any play, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mistakenly cheated with Filigree Familiar. I didn't mean to. How so? Um, in limited, I had a Cloudstone Curio masterpiece, and I was oh, bouncing. I remember I was, that. 
I was loop bouncing filigree familiar and torrential gear hulk over and over. And uh, Cloudstone specifically says non-artifact, and both of those creatures are artifacts. Oh. I realized this like three years later. <laughs> just a random thought one time, like, holy shit, I freaking cheated. I think I may have lost that game. At, or no, I think I won. Uh, womp womp. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I remember we were playing one time. It was like, I think it was Battle for Zendikar pre-release. And it was the last match. The, the last game of the last match. It was me and you, Spencer. And um, it was the last <laughs> round as well. Or, or last turn, I should say. And oh it was my turn. And at that point, I just needed to swing out. And I swung out into your um, Omnath. And oh my god, we end up like I don't think I think I was supposed to win that in all technicality, the, but it was deemed to, a tie. The ruling was wrong, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just not how the stack works at all. <laughs> <laughs> we both had Omnaths, right? Oh, shit, we did, <laughs> and both elementals died at the same time, and it was active player, non active player. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I would have technically won that. But we got the same prize, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I remember, I was, I was just like, oh my god, what are the chances of us both opening the same mythic, building almost the same deck, and then last turn, the same creatures being out, and we die the same way? Like, who would have thought, you know? <laughs> like, what? Uh, speaking of legendary green creatures... Ooh. The legendary green land in this set is a card. Nice I segue, bro. Going to be very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Boseju, who endures. So, at first, when I looked at this card, I thought it was obscenely overpowered. Make sure you read what it says, what it does. Yeah. It is a legendary land that just comes in untapped, just like regular lands. Has for a green, and it has channel. One in a green. This card besays you who endures. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or non-basic land, specifically an opponent controls. You can't do this for yourself. That player may search their library for a land with a basic land type. Being, you can get a shock land, a dual land, whatever you like. Triome. Yeah, exactly. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. And it has the same cost reduction as Garrett said with his white land. It costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. So this, it's weird because these lands don't seem like they should enter untapped. Yeah. It's good, anyway. But the thing that this card does, it cheats. And it lets green decks destroy Blood Moon, and I hate that. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. So... I have been thinking about a lot of things with this card. So, firstly, we have Renin 6 with this card. Oh. Renin 6 is a menace of a card. Absolute oh, menace should not exist. It is... Don't you play like Renin 6? It's a red and a though? green plan. So, Renin 6, the month, it is a red and a green for a planeswalker that comes in with three loyalty. It has a plus one to return a land from your graveyard to your hand. Being, this beside you, maybe. 
minus two, or no, I'm sorry, minus one is you get to deal a damage to something. Any target, maybe creature or planeswalker or player. And the minus seven is it gives all instants and sorceries in your graveyard retrace. It's an emblem. But the thing is with this card, if you just buy this card back every turn, you can destroy any artifact. You can destroy Urza Saga, Enchantments, Blood Moon. You can destroy non-basic lands, just random. Just You can just keep ghost quartering your opponent, except they can get shock lands, be it, but... I mean, eventually you do it enough times, you're going to fail the plan eventually. Exactly, yeah. So I have that, and then there's this card called Life from the Loam, which is one in a green. Sorcery, return three lands from your graveyard to your hand, and has Dredge. Dredge three. So instead of turning a card, you can build the top three cards of your deck and put it back in your hand. So I can see this being played widely in... I mean, standard, is, it's probably just going to go in green decks just because it's, like, free. And then Modern, um, it destroys Blood Moon. Your four-color decks just have to fetch a forest. And they can destroy Blood Moon for one to two mana. And then literally just plus ran and get it back. Then you can do it in Legacy with Life from the Loam to destroy Blood Moon there. Back to Basics. Life from the Loam, like I said, you can do it every turn if you want. So this is good for lands. Legacy, it's good for the money pile, as they call it, in modern. It's good for Amulet Titan, which is actually stupid. <laughs> the thing you can do is play Primeval Titan and play or search for a Bounce Land and a Boseju and then put Boseju in your hand, which is stupid. And then you have Scape Shift. And then also for Commander, what do you guys think about Commander with this card? It definitely seems like an addition to decks that can, like, put it in. Because yeah. it's just, like, another mono Greenland. You don't need to worry about the legendary thing because it's yeah. singleton. And you can, like, just destroy, like, a problem artifact enchantment or land. Like a I glacial mean, yeah, chasm yeah. or, like like you said, oh, a blood yeah. moon. Or, like, yeah. Aetherflux Reservoir if you're playing against me playing Droira. And I'm about to go off. You can destroy that. Or and also, it's uncounterable with Jinga Taxis. So if I have Jinga Taxis out and it's single counter, <laughs> it it gets underneath it. It gets underneath all counter spells though, because it's technically not. I mean, unless you have yeah. like uh, summary dismissal or something where it just exiles everything on the yeah. stack. Or stifle. I believe yeah. this is instant speed too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this wasn't that one um, actually seems nuts. That that one counter spell that counters a legendary spell or counters oh, an ability. End. What? A tail's end. Yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't that yeah. played like as a one of or something in a few decks? Yeah, that actually caught on a little bit, especially when Ragavan started to pick up. It's like two mana counter Ragavan or Luris. Yeah, that card was actually seeing a little bit of play. You're right. I definitely see Boseju being, like, I think, like, what I'm imagining mostly is a Jund deck, where you can just, like, drop a turn one Ragavan, turn two, like, um, I don't know, I, like, Ren. uh, yeah, Ren and Ren. Six, yeah. and then, like, turn three, you can pay a green, one green, 
Basaju, like a Aether Vial, one run it back, then for another one green, Basaju, one of their lands. And then Boosage you also have that one other mana. It. What? Boosage yeah. it makes it cheaper, you're right. Yeah. Boosage you the, uh, the non basic land they obviously went, went to go get. <laughs> wow, yeah. Man, that's. Yeah. This card is going to be a problem, I think, honestly. Like, in Legacy, um, a little bit different from what you were saying, Gary. I can see the deck being banned with Uro and the white removal and life in the loam. So, because, I mean, funny enough, so, both of the cards we were talking about, Ragavan and Ren and Six, are banned in Legacy right now. So, yeah. <laughs> funny enough. But, um, do you yeah. see the red channel land seeing any play? Um, let's That's go to the, the, let's highlight that one. Four mana that makes two one ones. Huh. I With think, haste. I think like literally most of these lands are just so free. Like, just put one in just because, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I think that this is going to be actually not bad. Oh, wait. Yeah, they have haste. Oh, my God. No. Okay. Hear me out. So, this. With Ren and Six and Modern, already goes in the deck. The um, Indomitable Creativity deck. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, my God. It just gives... Because you already played Dwarven Mind, which makes a dwarf. So now you have just extra lands, and you already played Ren and Six in that deck. The only thing about it is it's not a mountain, so it doesn't help Dwarven Mind at all. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you can just be like, fetch Dwarven Mind... And then end step, activate this, and then plus Ren, get it back, and then you can do Indomitable. Like, you can just keep doing it. Because yeah. sometimes your Dwarven Minds, like, run out, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, but... I Yeah, this land does seem good. And the fact that they have haste. Hmm. Maybe, I, like, I definitely... some... Uh, not banned. I mean, b the blue one definitely seems good. Uh, maybe, like, Naya oh, yeah. or something. Or yeah. Teemer. Teamer doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. Oh, no. yeah. Just have all of them with Ren and Six. Plus, I mean, oh you could still run Baby Jason there. Because yeah. you're getting, like, a bunch of shit back and everything. It also gets your Baby Loams Jason back. Read? That would work well with Life from the Loam because you're putting cards into your graveyard. Ah, jeez. Yeah, like, just, like, every turn, just, like, imagine every turn, just pitch it and plus it with Ren and then... Pitch it again. So you just make four tokens. With Loam, you can make six tokens. These lands are a problem. Yeah. And the, the thing is, Blood Moon doesn't hurt them because they're just in your hand. So you have yeah. to, like, Pithing Needle them or something. Like, I feel like lands, the Legacy deck, I feel like just going to play, like, 80% of the of these lands. So, like, it's just going to play, like, probably, like, four of the five. Just because, like, they can just put them in one-ofs, and they can just tutor them when they need, sacrifice them, return them to the hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I said, that they're just freelance just to play. Because they enter on, t like, they enter on tap, there's just no cost. Especially for standard, where, like, you really don't need to play basics unless you're playing the Snarls. You just cut basics from your deck and then just run these. They are legendary. That's, that's really the cost. Yeah. But, like, like you said, they don't even need to be on the field. Exactly. So if you have another one, you just save it. Save it, use it up, uh, like, just make two one ones or just bounce a creature. Exactly, yeah. I That's definitely oh, going to be the all-star of this set. 
Yeah, I think so. I think the the foil uh, extended ones are going to be going for probably a pretty penny. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just hate the fact... I just hate when Emulate Titan gets better cards. Because that deck, like, literally needs nothing. And they already have Orza Saga. And now you can't even Blood Moon the deck, because they can just destroy it. They just get a forest, and then they literally have the answer for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, why? Um, and then the fact that, like, all the four-color decks in Modern now have this, too. And they all play Ragavan, they play Omnath, all these legendary creatures, you know? The white one is good, too. Yeah, like you were saying, Garrett, the white one, I think that they all can see play. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like yeah. among the ones that we've seen so far, I feel like red is the worst. But even then, it's not that bad. Yeah, like, yeah, like the worst... Just because like the others are are very good and the and the red is just just like above average good like yeah. not even just good just like above average good but, with with the yeah. uh, ren and six and stuff it produces a win con whereas the other ones just produce like yeah protection right right well that's a that's a good point is it legendary permanence or or just creatures that cost production oh it's just creatures even so okay so I ren mean, and six won't. What other legendaries just does Jun run? Jund run. <laughs> uh, Torox sometimes. Yeah, Torox sometimes. Yeah. Plus, like, Teamer, I was saying, Baby Jace. Baby Jace Good gets point. shit, get the lands into your graveyard, plus uh, he reduces the cost of them. You can use those mm. lands to flip the fucking Baby Jace. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, you're right. What, uh, what would be one more card that you, you have, Phil? Uh, I don't think Phil uh, chose any other cards, did you? No? Yeah, no, but I, I, we can just bring up the next card that you wanted to talk about, which I'm pretty sure was was the new Tamiyo. Yeah, I was going to, oh, just yeah. about to bring up Tamiyo Completed Sage. Um, it costs two generic, a green, a blue, and a hybrid green-blue Phyrexian mana. <laughs> So you can either pay a green, a blue, or two life to pay for that last mana. If uh, if life was paid, the Planeswalker enters with two fewer loyalty counters. So it enters with five loyalty counters. If you pay five mana, it enters with five. If you pay four and two life, it enters with three loyalty counters. Um... It's plus one. plus one. Tap up to one target artifact or creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step, which it just freezes an artifact or creature. Um, minus X. Exile target non-limbed permanent card with mana value X from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of that card. So any non-land permanent. Uh, minus oh, wow. seven. Create Tamiyo's Notebook, a legendary colorless artifact token with... Spells you cast cost two less to cast, and you can tap it to draw a card. So, like, its ult definitely, I don't think, is a selling point, because its ult can just be removed. I more so picked it out for flavor, because, like, this is the first actual, like, Phyrexian Planeswalker we have. It says yeah. Tamiyo, because Tamiyo is, like, the naturalist, like, the studier of magic, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think something that's notable is Tamiyo is the one that locked 
um, Emrakul and the moon. Right. So this ship might end up becoming full circle with the Phyrexians trying to use the Eldrazi. Are we going to have Eldrazi for three sets again? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like one of those fake cards that you always see where it's a a fucking Eldrazi, um, an Eldrazi Phyrexian or an Eldrazi Sliver. No. (laughs) Oh, Oh, like the test card. Oh, there was, imagine I I, I don't sli- I remember seeing that I don't remember what it does though I don't know what it does either. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, imagine, Phil? Like, imagine they introduce like like Eldrazi slivers or something, and it's just like gives everything like Eldrazi displacer effect. I'd say oh more God. annihilator. That would be brutal. Oh, no, like a no, no, seven no. mana sliver. No, no, no. Screw that, screw that. <laughs> literally attack, literally everybody's board just disappears. No. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> what are some things that Tamio can get back with its minus X? Um, like some real notable things. I mean um to fairy. Yeah. Fairy, I mean. Yeah, but then you that's kind of a waste, I feel. I mean, five mana for to get uh to ferry back from the graveyard, I guess. Yeah. But the other thing is it exiles too, so if you're playing like something where grave deck where graveyard uh, matters. Yeah. Yeah, this card is I would call this card weird. It's yeah. it's hard to figure out. I don't really think it'll see play, but it, it it's a cool card. Yeah, it is really cool. Also, it looks cool with all the, the artwork and everything. Yes. Yeah. Like the cyber scrolls. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. I don't know where this, this card could see play. Or like, where it would, like, fit. But... Maybe in, like... I don't even want to say, like, maybe, like, a blue-green commander deck if you're, like, running a bunch of low-end stuff. Like, yeah. Well, anything can see playing commander. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're not wrong there. I mean, some cards are better than others. Yeah. Actually, I'm just realizing most abilities say X can't be zero, so it can get back zero cost things for free. More bobbles. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but you only get you, you only get Ah, but you exile it. Yeah. 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 But like say somebody like shadows like your soul ring or like mana crypt or something. Just like Tamio, just get it, it yeah. Like I feel like there's something there's something there. Yeah. But and sadly it's from your graveyard. If it's sent from any graveyard, it's that would be cool because it's like graveyard hate, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But that's graveyard hate plus advantage for you, and then that's kind of broken. Yeah. <laughs> like kill your creature, exile it, return it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you get you get her high enough, you can start pulling big, like really big stuff out of the graveyard. Oh yeah. You have a point with that, yeah. And you can pull other planeswalkers out of the graveyard too. Yeah, it's yeah. any non-land permanent. Yeah. 
Speaking Actually. of exiling cards from graveyards, Spencer. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I was literally, I literally said, actually. <laughs> you got to it. Yeah, you're right, though. Sorry. Continue on. <laughs> Spencer, what is your next card? So, my next card, thank you, Garrett, for that transition. <laughs> it's called Lion, Lion, uh, Lion Sash. I thought it was Lion Slash. But no, Lion Sash. It's one on white for an artifact creature equipment cat, which is there's a lot to unpack there, but we'll continue. Tactical one cat. white, yeah. Tactic cat. White XL. What? Tactic cat. Tactic cat. Oh, that's the name. That's the name. That tactic cat. I'll play no, my tactic cat. Search my tactic cat. Tactic cat. So, one white, exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a permanent card, you put a counter on it. Very similar to Scavenging Ooze. Um, it also has the text, Equip Creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. And then it has a new mechanic of this set. Reconfigure for two colorless. Pay two colorless, attach... Um, I'm sorry. Attach the target creature you control, or unattach from a creature. And you can reconfigure only as a sorcery, and while attached, it's not a creature. So it's it's really, you can attach and unattach this equipment from creatures as you please. Only a sorcery speed. But the cool thing about this, it, it's sort of reminiscent of... Um, Scoos. Yeah, Scoos, or the ability is reminiscent of Bestow. One of my probably least favorite abilities ever. Did I just Bestow hate it and it's ever do anything? Boon Sander, and that's it. Wasn't that just like a 4-2, a like a vanilla 4-2 with Bestow? Yeah. Oh, we have Flash, <laughs> bro, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the card Fairy, no, uh, hip, hip, Hypnotic Fairy or something. Hypnotic Sprite is the longest rules text I think I've ever seen on a card. It's the game control Bestow. The way Bestow works is weird, like, if, it, if you kill the creature. I don't even know what all the root text is for. But, about Lion Sash, I'm sorry. The thing, I've actually heard people talk yeah, about Yeah, no, it's card. not Hypnotic Sprite, it's Hypnotic Siren, I believe. Thank you. Hypnotic right. Sprite was <laughs> the uh, adventure counterspell. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but Lion Sash, it's really cool, because White has kind of struggled with, um, Retaining creatures. Like, for example, like you're playing a creature and say it dies. And White keeps having to like play creatures. They can't really get card advantage with draw because they don't really have much of that. But the thing that this does, it's an, it, it's an equipment that you can put on your creature. And then say your creature dies, it literally just becomes a creature itself. So like it has modal use. And the thing that's really good about this, especially in Legacy and I mean partially modern too, is that the Death and Taxes deck, which is uh, predominantly a mono-white deck that plays a lot of one- and two-mana-cost creatures, um, they can play Recruiter of the Guard, which tutors this, and Stoneforge Mystic, because it's a creature and an equipment. So you can tutor it on many axes of different... Uh, and, I mean, it's just a really good card, Graveyard Hate, like we were saying. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about this card, actually? Um, I, I definitely think, like, I feel like it'll be like the uh, white scoos, like we were yeah, saying. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I mean, white did. 
White doesn't have a lot of graveyard hate, really. Uh, I mean, so, it's uh, got White has uh, rest in peace, which is like prime graveyard hate. Yeah. yeah, but like, there's nothing in between, you know. Like, there's no, there's no skews like this. It's either all the yard or none of the yard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's like so selective graveyard hate. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's really good against like dredge. You yeah. can single target stuff out, or if they're playing like delirium for whatever reason, you can you yeah. can get delirium out. Good against delve, and yeah, like you were saying, delirium with dragon rage channeler and Merkpad regent. And, yeah. and the and the fact is, if you're exiling permanent cards, it gets a permanent buff, too, which is yeah. really decent. Then you can give the buff to something else, which I yeah. actually really like. I mean, if reconfigure was instant speed, though, there'd be a lot of combat step shenanigans. Oh I my god! I definitely creature. feel like it. Would, creature, move it. I feel like yeah. it would be much better if it was a zero four, rather than a one yeah. one, because the way it stands right yeah. now, it can be bolted, it can be spike field hazarded. Like if you don't oh, have yeah. the mana to just reconfigure it immediately, then and, and it's just even, way too killable. And, yeah. and you can't even you can't even reconfigure it when something targets it. So if somebody goes spike field hazard. You can't even like instant speed attach it to a creature, so it doesn't become a valid target. So it becomes a non-valid target. I mean, if it, it if it yeah. get, if it get, if it gets targeted, it's kind of dead. Plus, they could just spike oh. field hazard it in response to you reconfiguring it. Yeah, yeah. The thing with this, actually, um, they didn't put equip on here anywhere. So I don't know how this will work with pure steel paladin, but I don't think it works. But the thing I will be interested to see in the, the hammer decks in modern with Sigarda's aid, it gives you a creature that you can flash out and instant That is true. Yeah. Sort of like with Nettle Cyst. Just this is sort of like a different version of Living Weapon if you think about it. It does work with Pure Steel Paladin because it gives them equip for zero. It doesn't wow, just reduce really? the equip cost to zero. It gives them equip for zero. That is really cool. I don't know if cool is the word I would use with that. I, I mean, it's a cool interaction. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I, I think also it's a two drop, so it goes in your Luris deck and literally lets you hate out other Luris decks. I just realized that. So I think this deck, this card definitely has a big place in Modern and Legacy for sure. Um, part of what you were saying, Garrett, with Spikefield Hazard, I think... Pretty much eliminates this from standard playability. Yeah. Um, I is, feel like the only sad. thing it has going for it, really, is the fact that you can grab it with um, Stoneforge. Yeah. But, like, you, you can get it with Recruiter, too, which is really nice. Yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes, like, your Recruiter targets are kind of, like, dinky, you know, like, you're playing all these, like white creatures you know <laughs> but like the fact that it's like a white a white creature with like a repeatable ability that's just cool but yeah it's it should have a home you want to talk about the planeswalker next week yeah all right so um <laughs> yeah it, it we've been going for like an hour and a half at this point so oh, really oh wow <laughs> yeah so like I said, this episode is going up on both the main or the um, main Bromcast and Bromcast MTG. Uh, go check out the other channel, whichever one you're on. Um, this 
Bromcast MTG will be going up every other week except for during spoiler season. Spoiler season obviously has a lot more content to talk about, so we can split it up into hour or hour long sessions. Well, hour or more long sessions every week. Yeah. Um but otherwise I don't think we really have enough to talk about for every week, so we're just doing every other week. This will be yeah. going up on yeah. Thursdays. Um and yeah, this has been Garrett, uh, Phil and Spencer. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Thank you, thank you.